Jesse Smollett case part three. So I'm on Twitter minding my business. And and let me tell y'all, my um, phone usage from last week was down 89%. I'm proud of myself for that. Because that means that I didn't have my ass on Twitter. I wasn't all, all over the place. I was just on here to play my games. I came on my phone, play my games. That's it. Not much talking, not much texting. You know, I'm proud of myself. That's a huge accomplishment. I get on Twitter, got my laptop, and I got on Twitter. And um, I see... That somebody that followed me liked a tweet from Kyle Rittenhouse. And I said immediately, let me block this person, unfollow them, and then I blocked them. And I was like, they retweeted this bullshit. (laughs) Oh, man, I was taken aback. And I'm thinking... I'm going to go through his uh, his list of people that are following him. He's got 245,000 followers. And if I find anybody on there that's following me, they getting blocked. So, you guys all know about Kyle Rittenhouse, the little boy that went to a BM, uh, Black Lives Matter protest. And he went and he killed two white men. So he is active on social media since he was, you know, he's a, he's a, he's innocent. They, they found him innocent in the court of law, which we all know what the court of law is all about. Right? So this is what he tweeted. The media called me a white supremacist from the start and instantly called Jesse Smollett innocent. I'm thankful for our justice system in America doesn't work like the dishonest media who refused to get the answers before declaring the innocent guilty and the guilty innocent. He posted this up on March the 11th, but it just came up on my timeline this morning. First of all, what does he have to do with anything commenting on something that is none of his business? But this is a this is something that people don't see. When I point these things out, some people will think I'm crazy or imagining shit or I just want to see something. But what I want to point out here is that this is the ultimate Stamp of approval for white supremacy. This entire case dealing with Jussie has to do with white supremacy. And he's telling you that without telling you that. This is how these white supremacists operate. They go and stick their nose into something that don't even have anything to do with them. And then they turn around and let you know who they are by doing this. How far-fetched is it 
that he would take Jesse Smollett's case and compare it with his. How far-fetched is that? It makes absolutely no sense that he would comment on anything dealing with Jussie. But the thing is, is that white supremacists think they're so fucking slick and that they have privilege above anything to talk about whatever the fuck they want. But what they won't understand and what they won't realize and what they don't care about, if they do understand and realize this, is that there are people out there like me that understand what the fuck is going on right here in this situation. I'm not a dummy and I'm not anybody's fool. I'm not turning a blind eye to what the fuck is going on out here. How can anybody in their right mind, let's talk about Kyle Rittenhouse for a second. How can anybody in their right mind coherently believe that he killed two people because he was defending himself? If you have common sense and you have a good brain, you know that that child should not have been there that night. But he was there to stand up on behalf of white supremacy. It was a Black Lives Matter rally or whatever they were doing. And he called himself coming out there across state lines to help somebody protect their property. They needed a 17-year-old boy to come across state lines with a weapon to help. There wasn't enough people there already, but they had to call him. The reason why they called him, because he was the only race soldier that they could get to get away with what they planned on doing. And they wanted to kill some black people that night. But two white men got in the way. Because they were there supporting Black Lives, the Black Lives Matter movement. So let's talk about these incidences where white supremacy is sending messages to their own people. The mother of Dante Wright cries in court and gets no sympathy because she laid down with a black man and had a black child. Jesse Smollett, his case gets reviewed, pulled out from where it was, which was closed, and they opened it back up again. His father is white and Jewish. If his father had never laid down with a black woman and had a black child. Kyle Rittenhouse. 
goes to a Black Lives Matter uh, <clears throat> rally. It wasn't a rally. It was a, I said what it was before. I forgot. And kills two white men that are defending our right to be treated as human beings. He's letting those white people know. He's letting white people know y'all ain't above being gunned down. If you come out here and help these black people. Now, being adults, and I'm assuming that all adults are listening to this because I hope no kids are listening to this. If you're 17 years old and 11 months and 28 days, don't be listening to my episodes. Don't listen to my podcast because this stuff is not for you. This is for 18 and over. So we sitting up here looking at all this. Let's just talk about life. Let's talk about life and how we look at things. And we see nonverbal communications. We acknowledge nonverbal communication and body language when it suits us. But when it comes to situations like this, I can't read it and say, this is what white supremacy is doing because people are telling me I'm imagining shit. I'm trying to start shit. I'm just making stuff up. It's a conspiracy theory. But when you want to look at somebody who you consider to be a criminal, you say, oh, his eyes didn't look right. They shifted to the left or, you know, uh, the way he moved his body. Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Y'all out here using body language and nonverbal communication in situations you think fit the bill, but when we want to talk about white supremacy in the nonverbal communication and body language, it doesn't apply. It's got to be somebody that flat out says they're a white supremacist and they don't care about black people. That's not how that works. I don't know what this little Kyle Rittenhouse's plans are. But he's another George Zimmerman to me. He was allowed to murder two people and not be held accountable. And where are the white families of those two men that were murdered? Why aren't they speaking up? Why aren't they saying anything? This is the thing that bothers me about all of this shit. Is that if white people say white supremacy is non-existent or you trying to help us fight this, or you get casualties among you in your family that deal with white supremacy, why are you not speaking out to stop this shit? Black people have tried to come out with a movement, and our own people have gone in and tried to mess that movement up by doing dirty, shady shit. And the, and the press will talk about that. 
but they won't talk about how some people in the Black Lives Matter movement actually give a fuck and are making changes. The media won't talk about that, though. They'll just say anywhere the Black Lives Matter movement is, whatever they're doing, whatever they're protesting, it's always fire and looting. It's always a bad thing. And if it's peaceful, they send people in there to make it not so. But let's get back once again to the white people that are affected when they try to stand up for what's right. It's not just going to take black people to get this together. It's going to take, it's a concerted effort. All of us must come together. It takes white people telling on white people like Dante Wright's mom. She told it. She said her white woman tears wasn't enough. Her white woman tears wasn't enough. But Kim Potter's were. And Kim Potter took a life. And people still sympathize with her. Had compassion for her. The judge... Sitting up feeling bad for her. This is sickening all across the board. Jesse Smollett should not be in, in jail right now. He should be serving no time and people need to be in a outrage. Now, I know that there were people who wrote letters for Jesse, you know, saying, you know, talking about his character and how, you know, good of a person he is and all of that. But the thing about it in this situation, if you guys remember an episode I did a while back about the legal system, when I think it was this case, it was one of the cases where a black person was was gunned down by a police officer. I said, if the justice system has people in it that want to do the right thing, then they'll win that case. But if the justice system has people in it that are white supremacists and want to do dirty, then that's that'll be the outcome. So what happened? Like I said, if you go and listen to Harvey, your world, your view, he breaks it all down. I'm not going to say what he said verbatim about this case, about Jesse Smollett's case, but it's really about more than what y'all think it is. And one of them is white supremacy. Chicago was pissed. These these white people in Chicago are pissed. Whenever they want to take a black man down, and they can't get who they want, then they go and look for somebody else. That's how it works. That's how that fucking shit works. So, you know, to this Kyle Rittenhouse shit, the news media will probably take this and talk about it. 
but it won't be talked about on a really big scale. But I hope the black community takes hold to this. I hope somebody in the black community talks about this besides me. Because Kyle Rittenhouse should not be running his mouth about nothing. But, like I said, that's how white supremacy works. These people think that they run shit. They think that they're doing something out here. They think they're really making a change. And they think they're going to get all them Europeans over there that's trying to run away from Putin from getting murdered. They think bringing them all over here is going to help their cause. Let me tell you something. That shit started. Racism and white supremacy started over there in Europe. I've been saying that. Nobody talks about that, though. That shit started over there. It's been, and what, what's, what's, what is going to hurt us that they come over here? That more of them, it's, it's still, the population of white people on this planet Earth is so small that it does not fucking matter. And they can recruit as many fucking coons as they want. They can recruit as many non-whites as they want, fair-skinned non-whites as they want. It'll still never be enough people to do what they want to do. They are not their ancestors, and we are not our ancestors. They figured out a way to keep white supremacy going. They figured out a way to never have reconstruction begin again. They figured out a way to enslave people without you knowing that you're enslaved. They turned the United States into a big corporation. China owns half of the U.S., Y'all better start looking at the signs and paying attention and stay prayed up and protecting yourself because these white supremacists out here know no bounds. The death does not scare these people. They are not afraid of death. They don't give a damn. As long as they can see a black person or a black child dead before they close their eyes for the last time, they are happy. As long as they can see a black person suffering or going to prison for something, for some stupid shit, they're happy. They don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. So I just want to do this episode. I just wanted to do this episode to prove a point and to make a point that when it comes to nonverbal communication, codes, body language, white supremacy is included in that. And they do that shit all day long. They came up with it. Everybody in this country knows that Kyle Rittenhouse is a race soldier. 
He's a soldier for something that don't even exist. Nobody used the term white until what? The 1600s or some shit like that? What is race? That's made up. That's a made up thing. But the black culture is not made up. We created that. And everybody using that, eating off of that, eating off of that table that we created. I acknowledge my African heritage and I acknowledge being black. And I'm not going to give up on talking about this shit out here, but I'm not going to talk about it as much as I do. But when situations come up, I'm going to show, point out what the fuck they be doing out here. And that Kyle Rittenhouse, that text better not go unnoticed and untalked about. Somebody better talk about that shit. But of course, I saw it and I said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say something about it. And I hope other people do too. Excuse me, because it's totally unnecessary that he would say something about Jussie. He, Jussie's name should not have ever come out of his fucking mouth. Never. That's a damn shame. Now you know that the Jussie Smollett case is about white supremacy. It has been confirmed. They think they got a newer generation of white supremacists. They think that Kyle Rittenhouse is the leader of that. He's the face of the the younger white supremacist movement. But y'all about to see some real shit go down. Russia over there tearing the Ukraine's ass up. He about to tear some more shit up. Because ain't nobody paying attention to what has already been put in place as to why he can do what he's doing over there. Nobody's paying attention to that shit. And I would say more, but I have to be careful about what I say. So I'm going to just stick with that. You guys take care. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting me. I appreciate you.